Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, Talk 107.1. Thanks for joining us. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Once again, we just want to thank you so much for participating uh, with your dollars in Project Down and Dirty and donating money to all of our charitable causes last week. And if you didn't get a chance to, you can still do that and watch the stream of the match that happened, matches that happened, the whole performance on our website. Go to mytalk1071.com. Just pay a mere $10 to get in on that uh, recording of the stream. Truly an amazing tournament for people who save a couple, literally picked up a racket for the first time. It's really awesome to watch. So get in on it. And it all benefits charity. Yes, it does. Yes. Okay. uh, Netflix is going to do something that's sort of like, uh, it's interesting. They're planning to open brick-and-mortar locations. Netflix is going to open brick-and-mortar locations. What does this mean? How, how do, what are they, what? Okay. So, um, they, it's starting in 2025. They're going to have um, a couple of unannounced cities in the U.S. are going to have these, and they're going to test them out. So, they're going to have... Dining experiences, um, oh. themed performances. What? So a streaming service is going to have a brick and mortar location. Yes. yes. For food? It's going to have retail, dining, and live entertainment spaces for their streaming shows. And they've been dabbling in this a little bit. Like they did a whole Stranger Things um, like pop-up thing, performance. They did it for Bridgerton where they would have like a Bridgerton ball which would have live dancers and people would dress up and come to these, these events. Um, so they also did it. Like I said, with stranger things, they've had chefs uh, do pop-up shops in LA for their Netflix cooking shows. I mean, the possibilities are endless with this. So is this like going to be like more of like a Disney experience, like a theme park kind of experience versus, okay. you know, like blockbuster Okay, so yeah, that's a very good question. And I love this article. You can find it on our show links page. It was an NPR article where they really, you know, question Netflix about this. And the people that are reviewing this are saying it sounds like Netflix is trying to do what Disney does. But Disney's been doing what Disney does for a very long time. And the amount of money Netflix would have to spend to compete with them doesn't make any sense to me. That's what the reviewer said. Mike, you were going to say something? Um, no, I was just, I was, oh. yeah, I want to get some Netflix and chili. I think that would be a fun thing to have on as a food menu. I was like, I was, I was just going to about to say something, and that was the reason. Kind of missed the moment. I, I missed the moment right there. No, I missed the moment right That's there. That's really yes, good. Oh, good. Netflix and chili. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, and there is a Ben and Jerry's uh, flavor, right? <laughs> yeah, there yes. is. But uh, 
Yeah, so this literally is more an experiential thing, perhaps, than a like blockbuster where you can go pick up DVDs of because because I the only reason I say that is because like I don't get the point of spending money mm-hmm. like we already know they spent too much money on the thing they actually sell, mm-hmm. which is content. Yeah. And they had to pull back and every I mean, that's everybody, but they're going to have to pull back in a serious way because they've overextended themselves globally in creating content. But now they're going to build actual brick and mortar stores at yeah. a time, by the way, when retail establishments that have brick and mortar stores are faltering and if not like disappearing like the woolly mammoth. So it's weird to me it is weird. that other than like for a few stunt opportunities, I don't get what the strategy would be. Well, I think as a very like... astute business person <laughs> who likes to business. <laughs> yes. Well, the the statement made by um well, it, it's we also don't outside... know. Like they haven't really said what they're going to do. No, but they just see all of these shows that they produce having some type of live interactive experience, whether it be through food or through some type of a performance where people will like to come out and take selfies in the Stranger Things. But you could do pop-ups. You don't need to have a brick and mortar. Right? Who knows what else they're going to do? Yeah, I mean, they could just constantly be changing it into their own pop-up that's always evolving into whatever Netflix is doing. Now, I feel like they're a little, I don't know, there's a little bit of arrogance here with this. Um, this is actually a statement from uh, the senior media analyst of The Motley Fool, which is like... Eh, it's an investment advice company, but they're pretty on board with this. And they say Netflix is an ecosystem. It opened a merchandise shop a couple of years ago. It's investing in mobile games. It's more than just a place for your remote control at the end of the day. And success in the real world through location-based entertainment is the spoils of victory for the leading sounds taste like a nice maker. press release. It's like, how much did you pay that guy to say that? Yeah, for it sounds you? like a press release and also... Well, it's not just, them. It's actually just an outside, you know, I know. I just, this, but it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me why they would want to invest that kind of money when it's not their core business. I don't think they're going to be in every town, but I think maybe major markets. So you think this is a good idea? I think it's a different idea that people maybe want to get into. I mean, people get so passionate about shows. There's only so many times you can watch something on Netflix, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So. They want to go beyond that and create something I can see to get I mean, I get how Disney does it, but to the involved. point of whoever you referenced in the article who points out Disney's been doing this, in fact, for this more is, than a century. That Plus, is critic Eric Deggins from NPR TV. Yeah. Plus, Disney also has a lot of characters, and they're very IP children. Yeah, them. and they're very driven by kids wanting to go to a Disney store and like get things and look at things and play with things. I, I get they're probably trying to build up the brands of some of their yeah. Netflix that, originals. I, mean, I get, it too, I get the just, concept of yeah. it, but it just doesn't seem like there's that much, especially from a kid's standpoint or somebody. That I, I also just see like all of a sudden there's a bunch of clearance stickers on stuff. Yeah. Right? Like you <laughs> right. show up and you're like... Like Wells uh, Squid Games hey is guys, done. What was, like, what was that Oh, my favorite video store in the mall which has long since gone away like you i just you wanted it to work but it just didn't what was that called um suncoast video suncoast mm, video i don't know was that a thing or did i just make that up it's where you it was like the only place that you could buy physical copies of like a lot of british tv and sci-fi like the doctor who stuff that i used to be obsessed with right so was it like a combination like bookstore and it was like a like a 
Suncoast Motion Picture Company. Yeah, yeah. I remember Ooh. that now yeah. that you say that. I'm looking at a picture they of it. They had DVDs, VHS yep. tapes. Um, wow. Lots of merch. And it was like, again, the only place you could go at a time when mail order wasn't really a a, 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 mm-hmm. a realistic option for most people. So, right. yeah. You would have just been, spent so much money at one of those stores in the oh, 90s God. and put it all in your closet and never touched it again. You'd yes. be a millionaire right now. Exactly. There's so much stuff in those. I'm looking at a picture right now. Oh. Yeah, posters, oh tchotchkes, stuff, yeah. t-shirts. Uh, all right. Well, good luck to Netflix. Good luck they, to them. I think we're going to get into this. There is something that we're going to want to go to if it comes to Minneapolis. Yeah. If we have a Netflix store. Sure. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, Dawn, you have uh, some memories for someone else who passed away recently, and that's Piper Laurie, yeah. the Oscar-nominated actress. Uh, you may know from a lot of different things, including but not limited to Twin Peaks and more. And Dawn will share it with us when we come back right here on My Talk. Hey, My Talkers, it's Bradley. And Dawn. And we are here with a special deal just for you from our friends at Timu. Yes, that is T-E-M-U, and it's the super cost-effective shopping website. It is number one. uh, It's the number one downloaded shopping app in the Apple App Store right now in the U.S. Here's the thing. We have a special deal just for you, my talkers. All you have to do is download the Timu app, enter code TIMU2023 in the search bar on the app, and you're going to get, wait for it, a $200 coupon bundle plus free shipping. That's right. I mean, where can you get both of those things at the same time? And you can spend whatever amount that you want with that $200 coupon bundle, and it is just awesome. I've done it myself. I've gotten Halloween stuff. Uh, There's all kinds of uh, great things on there. Basically, anything you could ever need is on Timu. So head to the App Store, download Timu, enter Timu2023 in the search bar, and you'll get that $200 coupon bundle. Go shopping! The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Thank you for being with us today. If you did not get a chance to donate to Project Down and Dirty, Pickleball, all of our charities, those are still active on our website, mytalk1071.com. You can also pay the $10 to watch the stream of the performances. And boy, were there some performances. We had like some uh, little, uh, would you say a thigh off? Between Bradley and um, Steve. Definitely a thigh off, yeah. 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 You guys showed off your hams. Uh, You would have made Susan Summers really proud. Susan Summers (laughs) absolutely (laughs) would have been proud of the thigh action that went off during Project (laughs) Down and Dirty. Steve probably won. It's fine. My thighs will live to see another day. (laughs) All right. Well, we lost um, someone that you might not really know. You probably recognize her name, uh, but Piper Laurie passed away at... 91 um that was this weekend and she was an actress that um you might know depending on uh, your your age you might know from uh playing in the hustler in 1961 with paul newman that was sort of a breakout role for her where uh she was featured in just you know really wildly widely acclaimed for that role she was also um in twin peaks um, she also played in Carrie. She played the mother who was probably one of the scariest uh, mothers ever. And she also was in Children of a Lesser God. She had three Oscar nominations and also won a Golden Globe for her performance in for Twin Peaks. Um, I do have a little montage here of some of her roles, starting with The Hustler. I used to be an actress. Yeah, what do you do now? I'm a college girl. 
Two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I go to college. Don't look like a college girl. I'm the emancipated type. Real emancipated. No, I didn't mean that. Whatever that means. I mean, you just don't look young enough. I'm not. So why go to college? Got nothing else to do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. What are you doing the other days? I drink. I should have given you to God when you were born. And I was weak and backsliding. But now, the devil has come home. Oh. We'll pray. Open it. I've been trying for days. Thomas Eckert left this to me when he died, and I want it open. I want it open now. Well, let's have a look-see here. Do you have a key? If I had a key, it would be open, don't you think? <laughs> the nominees for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in a Series... Sophia Petrillo. ...miniseries or motion picture made for television are Sherilyn Fenn, Twin Peaks. Faith Ford, Murphy Brown. Be Arthur. <laughs> Mark Helgenberger, Chana Beach. Rue McClanahan. Piper Laurie, Twin Peaks. And Betty Davis. Hawk overall, Empty Nest. And the winner is Piper Laurie, Twin Peaks. All right, so she won for that uh, role in Twin Peaks. She played actually two roles, uh, and she was just a great actress. As you can see, the middle clip there where she wanted the, she was trying, Jack uh, Jack Nance was in that clip with her, who has now passed away from Twin Peaks as well, and um, she wanted the box open. Just her over-the-top, like, well, if I had a key, you know, that's yeah. old wood Hollywood stuff. And she had a memoir, um, which I have not read, but I really would love to, uh, that came out in 2011. And she talked about her relationship with Ronald Reagan. Hmm. This was kind of like a real scandal hmm. for it to be talked about. I did about. not know that. Yeah. Uh, this is, um, I guess she lost her virginity to Ronald Reagan. Oh, okay. Well, and she talked story. about how he was, she just described the whole experience and how he wasn't the nicest guy. So that was kind of like one of those things. I think it's fascinating anytime somebody traverses decades of film and is successful, like different generations are aware of, you know, an actress or actor because of their different roles. So like we just talked about Suzanne Somers and a lot of us from the 70s and 80s know her from, uh, of course, Three's Company. And then, um, you know, she had some television success in the 90s. And then a lot of people know her just from infomercials. And in the same way, Piper Laurie, I mean, she started in the 50s and then, she maintained. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, you know, acting all the way through, like, just before the 2020. So, like, really, truly fascinating that she was able to continue to be successful. That is not an easy thing in Hollywood, obviously. Absolutely not. And I remember when um, when Twin Peaks came out, and I was so obsessed with it in high school, that, you know, my mom was like, oh, that's Piper Laurie. Like, it was just known, like, oh, this woman's a big deal. Yeah. You know, and this is the days before the internet where you could search people. So... She was just one of those people that were brought to the table that you're like, this gives this show credibility. Yeah. And I will say it's unique, too, to that era, because in the 80s and 90s, there was this whole renaissance or sort of like re um, just like a golden opportunity for aging stars from mm-hmm. the golden age of Hollywood to sort of, you know, show up again on television and in movies in the way I think of um uh, now Jane Wyman, for example, from like Falcon Crest, right? Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of, of Reagan. a yeah. lot of people would have been like, "Who is this woman?" And everybody who you know grew up watching Jane Wyman is like, "Oh my God, Jane Wyman, she's on right. Falcon Crest." Yes. I mean, you really had a lot of stars like Piper Laurie who were successful in the 50s and 60s show up again in the 80s and 90s. Uh, the memoir that I mentioned earlier, she also revealed in that that she had a brief affair with Mel Gibson. For a while. Oh, God. There must have been a, like, made to December romance in that mm-hmm. She was married at the time. So this is apparently a pretty juicy memoir. And when you think that she has been around for so long, she signed with um, what's Universal Studios now at age 17. And she was starring along, you know, Paul Newman, Rock Hudson, Tony Curtis, Ronald Reagan. Um and she went through the ringer of Hollywood and, and women back in the day about what they had to fight for. Talking about in this book that it was a really long time, quote, before life would teach me that it was okay to fight for what I wanted. Mm. Because she signed when she was 17. Well, and she was I mean, a woman in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, how talented you are. I mean, being a woman in Hollywood already set you mm-hmm. so far back yeah. in terms of the challenges that they faced. Definitely. To have a career. And so to be successful despite that is really saying something. Because for every Piper Laurie, I'm sure there's like a hundred women who didn't even, you know, get the same opportunities, even though they were probably equally talented. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She talked Not about... to take anything away from her own talent. I'm just saying that. Oh, no, no, no. Know, so I totally unique. agree. Yeah. She talked about um, the experience of where I saw an interview with her talking about working on Twin Peaks. And she played two roles in that. One of them now would not fly today, I will just say. She actually won the Golden Globe uh, partially for that role. She played a uh, Japanese man. And that was completely secret to everyone. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler yeah. alert anymore. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, 1991. But um, so she was talking about how she thought she was just going to go in and do the screen test and and just do the pilot and read the for the pilot because she didn't think she would be cast, but she really wanted to work with David Lynch. And so she went in and she did it, and then he offered her a role and said, also, would you like to play another role? 
And she said, sure, what is it? And he said, well, you can't tell anyone, but it's your choice. I want you to choose. If you could play a man, what, who would you choose? Like a Frenchman, or it has to be somebody that it would make sense within the plot that this person was not in the same country. So it needed to be a foreign man. So she chose a Japanese man. And so the actress that played along with her as her assistant um, spoke to her in Japanese, even like the other actors didn't know Hmm. that it was her playing the role. Problematic very much so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But, you know, she would, she obviously didn't know, well, I mean, not obviously, but she didn't know Japanese. So she was pretending even backstage to be a Japanese man, it was bizarre. I mean, but it did get her a Golden Globe, and like I said, it wouldn't fly today to do something like that. We would rather... No, and I bet it was controversial at the time. Like, I'd be interested to go back, because I imagine there would be people at the time who were like, well, maybe that's not the best choice, but... And, but, you know, it ended up being her in disguise. So she, it was her her character in disguise, so... Well, thank you for that update uh, and uh, a sad passing, to be sure. When we come back, Britney's memoir is around the corner. We got a trailer for it? Kind of. And we'll tell you about it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Control centers. It's that time of year where, boy, summer's gone and passed, and we're like, oh, winter is coming, <laughs> right? Well, Livia Weight Control Centers wants to celebrate their success. They were voted Minnesota's best weight loss program for the third year in a row, and they did do three months off, and now they're doing six months free. If you mention me, six months free. They were going to do it through last week, but then they decided to extend it until this Saturday. So you have until the 21st to get in on this offer. And so many people email me and they say, Dawn, do you think I should really sign up for Livia? And I'm like, yes, it worked for me. I did the program six years ago. And these are doctor doctor recommended programs. You could lose up to 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. And this is something where you keep the weight off. They teach you how to shop. Uh, It's just an incredible program. So I didn't even count any calories, by the way. They make it so easy. Easy. So six months free if you mention me, 855-GO-LIVIA or Livia.com. The Adventures of Bradley and Don, my talk, 107.1. Happy Monday. Thanks for being with us. If you missed any of the show, you can listen to it in podcast form at mytalk1071.com or wherever you get your podcasts, including the separate podcast, Blinded by the Item, which we do every day for 30 minutes at 1230. Now, Britney Spears, her book is coming out October 24th. Are you excited, Bradley? How excited are you? Very excited. I'm Very a little excited. less excited now that I know Michelle Williams is reading her book, just because oh, I think the yeah. whole time I'm going to be like, that's not Brittany, but it's fine. It's a distraction. Nonetheless, uh, it comes out next week. Can't wait. Yeah. I mean, who knows what's going to be in there? We know kind of, well, all the ins and outs of her conservatorship about the way she felt about it. I think we know overall. But the details of what actually happened during those years are going to be included in this. And I'm sure people are very curious. So uh, she did put up what essentially was it's just in text, like a trailer um, of the book that's coming out. And yesterday and it did say, I actually envy the people who know how to make fame work for them. And then my demeanor was innocent and it wasn't an act. I didn't know what I was doing. 
It felt like I was living on the edge of a cliff. I don't want it to be real. This is just a dream. If you stood up for me when I couldn't stand up for myself from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And then it says, no one knows what I really thought until now. Dun, dun, dun. I did. I will say I would like to revisit, I think, a week before last. I, I remember saying something like, don't we need a trailer for this book, right? And then all of a sudden, like, I'm not suggesting that she listens to our show. Oh. I just think, like, this is a, a brilliant idea, and I wish that more books would do this. But I also wish there was more to this trailer than just, like, a slideshow of a few quotes. And her thoughts that are put into a nice, neat package paragraph well, that she didn't write. We're so used to, I think, Britney Spears' voice coming through her Instagram captions only mm-hmm. or the like videos mm-hmm. that it's hard to read her any other way and think it sounds like her. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because this is coherent. <clears throat> well, also, we know that this was ghostwritten. Right. So that's not her actual voice. Right. And that is why I question like how much we're going to get some facts, but. How much are we really going to get out of this? Because part of a book is how you appreciate how someone puts their life together in words, you know, and how they, as a writer, what good of a writer they are. And that's just not going to be the case with this. This is someone else, kind of like um, Prince Harry's book. Yeah, but see, here's what will be interesting. I don't think you questioned the voice when we listened to Harry's. Even yeah. though it was written, we knew it was written by a ghostwriter. It's not like we we didn't know that and we were surprised to learn that. Mm-hmm. It's a common practice these days. Like, I, I would love to know from someone in the publishing business that when it comes to these high-level biographies, autobiographies, how many people actually aren't ghostwritten, right? It just seems like it's ubiquitous, which right. I totally get. But it is interesting that with Brittany, I think it's going to be hard to hear that voice and not go, mm, is that really Brittany? And I, I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. During a live stream in July, she told viewers that she had an idea of what most people would think of her book. And she said after reading the book, most would probably say she should be the meanest woman alive after what she's been through. And that's just it. I should be. I'm sorry. But after all of it, although it's thin as hell, I've learned to make peace with it. Mm. And... <laughs> In each given moment I'm in, even though things may be completely wrong, I surrender to silliness. Mm. I'm not buying it. I don't either. I don't think she's made peace with anything. No. Which she, I'm, we're not saying that she should. Because we I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't presume to tell her what she needs to do. But I will say, I think that it would probably help her to learn how to deal with the stuff that she's been through. I can't imagine how long it'll take. It's certainly not going to just be like, oh, go to therapy. You're fine. Yeah. Like it'll be a lifelong process, I bet. But like the sooner she does start to start to deal with it. But based on the communications we've seen from her, I don't think she's made peace with it. Again, it's fine. Yeah. But don't let's not try to sell a book on the idea that you've Make moved peace on. With so something. If, if yeah. she's trying to tell us like how everything's, and also the second part of what you read about silliness, yeah, I didn't I even understand. I surrender to sill. And she what says does that I surrender mean? to silliness. That sounds like someone else's words. Um, she said, "Okay, so this. I'm sorry, but after all of it, although it's thin as hell, I've learned to make peace with it." Where is this coming from? This is from a live stream in January or July. So it was her talking to the camera. Yes. I've learned to make peace with it in each given moment I'm in. Even though things may be completely wrong, I surrender to silliness. Does that mean 
when I read that, I was like, oh, okay, so all of her dancing videos and her, which we don't want somebody sitting there on their Instagram, like, talking about, you know, uh, it's just there's so much silliness <laughs> that there doesn't seem to be a fully formed human being behind it anymore. That's what I think worries people. It's like we see her and we see her just projecting this one, like, two-dimensional thing. And there's more there, but I guess she's just saying she's choosing to show this side of herself. Yeah, I will say, I think, too, that she could have written, and this is what I will be interested to learn, she could have written a memoir that really didn't even focus on the conservatorship. Like, you you know, she could say, look, I'm not going to get into that yet because I'm not on the other side of it completely, and I'd like to have some perspective. I feel like a person who was in a good place would probably feel like, you know, maybe now is not quite the distance that I'd like to have from this experience to Mm -hmm. put my words on the page. But I think people would be very interested to know what it was like growing up Britney Spears and becoming, and she could take us up all the way to the, the alleged hot mess express moment with the shaved head and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And then end it there and then come back in another 10 years and give us part two. Because Which, I think she would probably have a lot of yeah. perspective on her childhood, or maybe she wouldn't. I don't know. I'm just saying she wouldn't have to go all in on the gory details of the conservatorship at this point if she didn't want to, and still provide, I think, a very gripping narrative. And I think that Mike, isn't it, wasn't it in the blind items that she's going to do a part? She's already working on part two that probably has Sam included in that it. That was that post that she put on Instagram. Yeah, that was, we it. talked about that, I think, last, or it must have been the week before. I think you were gone. Okay. Um, but yeah, there was this this uh, post. Now I'm trying to remember how that she, all went down. She was basically somewhere and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, she, she was an exotic location. She's yeah, like she's something in, and working on part two or something. Yeah, like I think she was chilling in and working on part two in Mexico or, no, or something like that. Yeah, she was somewhere and oh talked God. about part two. Already? I'd be like, I need some distance from this. Can we get the first book, book out first before we do tar- part two? Yeah. Will Justin Timberlake be featured in this or did, were there? Well, it's funny you should say that because he would like to know. Because apparently, if you believe the tabloids, he's been... Sh- uh, shivering and shuddering in a corner, wondering what Britney's going to say about him. If I think there was just a story in page six that was like, he's very curious what she's going to say. <laughs> and there's been, yeah, there's been multiple stories, like you said, in the tabloids that this is not going to look good for him at Which, all. At least that's what they're saying. Like, let's and maybe clear. they're just trying to sell Who books. thought this was going to be a shining, well, I, yeah. you know, like <laughs> highlight for Justin? And I bet Justin's like, can I, can I be, look, Justin is going to hope that anything that comes out of her mouth negatively is a reflection of what he would hope people would think is her instability. Mm. Right. Does that make sense? Like you can't really take what she's saying at face value because wink, wink, she's got some issues, which is sad. But I think that that's what Justin Timberlake would hope. But if there are some cold, hard facts yeah. about things that he did, yeah, or did I'm not, not saying do, he's right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And if it's anything like what we saw in the uh, documentary that they did on Britney, which strangely she interpreted as I don't think she actually watched it because she was upset about it, which, you know, somebody else is making money off of her and she isn't. Uh, was it Netflix? Was it a Netflix documentary? There were two documentaries. One was on Netflix. I think the other one was on Hulu, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And, I watched both of them. And she referenced those. She 
lashed out a couple times and people were like, girl, these, they're supporting you. She didn't like the way she was represented in them. She didn't like the way the pictures they used, which gave oh, me the indication photos, that yeah. she probably didn't sit down and watch. She mm. probably just saw clips mm-hmm. and thought, oh, God, they're making me look horrible. And it was like, no, 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 honey. Literally, they single handedly made America want you to be free in a way that, let's be clear, had they not, most America would just think you were, quote, crazy. That's so true. I think. At some point in her life, she may look back and think differently about those documentaries. Yeah, I, hope. I, I really. Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because it was such an odd reaction of her just focusing on the fact that she's like, I'm not that. I don't look like that. That's not my well, she's wrinkles. That's my, not my fat. You know, and it's like, the point of it was like they were saying you didn't even have a chance in this world because of the way people treated you. This is a woman who will struggle with her body issues yeah. and self-image probably for a long time to come, which is sad and tragic. And one of the reasons that we find ourselves drawn to her story and hope good things. So when the, is it next week, do we say? 24th. 24th. So yeah, next week. So mm-hmm. that would be what, Tuesday. Oh, is it like book day on Tuesdays? Because, yeah. by the mm-hmm. way, just to, to finish, to finish porn. Um, <laughs> porn yeah, comes out on Tuesday? Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> I worked a video update and people, I mean, all DVDs oh, okay. and books come out on Tuesdays. Wow. Let alone facts from Dawn. Um, <laughs> that sidetracked me. Where was <laughs> so I going sorry. with that? No, no, no. Um, so it's coming up very soon. Oh, I wanted to just correct the record. Jada Pinkett Smith's memoir comes out tomorrow. Oh, not last Tuesday. Okay. So, and I would right. also like to correct the record and say that the company, if you were listening to the whole show, that Dean McDermott's new girlfriend started was Canvas, not Canva, and that's what I was thinking of. All there right, thanks go. for that update. When we come back, we're playing a game. It's already that time, you guys. Right here on.